Well, I'm kind of homesick for a country to which I've never been before. Well, no sad goodbyes will there be spoken cause time it won't matter anymore Beulah land I'm longing for you and someday Stand and there my home shall be eternal. Beulah land, sweet Beulah land. Well, I'm looking. Just across that old river To where my faith Is gonna end in sight Oh, there's just a few more Weary days to labor Then I'm gonna take my heavenly flight to Beulah land. I'm longing for you, and someday on thee I'll stand. to sing with their son. Come on. Amen. I do. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Thank you. Made me cry. Come on. I was doing so good. And then made me cry, man. 
How many, how many was thinking about somebody in heaven during that song? Just a little somebody. Somebody on the other side. Thank you, Miss Karen. Miss Karen, hang on now. Come on, right there. Come on. Come on. She's married to the chef, Larry. But she's been by my side, too, for over 21 years, playing the piano, helping me with music, making church a special place to come to. She still plays the old hymns during the offering so people can enjoy it. But uh, do we love this woman or what? Thank you, sweetie. Appreciate you. Amen. Amen. You're good? You're good? All right. I'll let her go then. There we go. I don't want her to get crying on us. We'll never get out of here. Larry would say, man, don't do that. Let's go to God's Word. We've had a good morning, I think. Good music. Different because I, I love, I mean, I love these songs we did today. I love the old songs, but I also love that full band getting with it and doing their thing. So if you're here for the first time, you didn't hear all this band can do today. Amen. So come on back and let's have a good time. I love those songs that get with it and it gets a little crazy in here. Amen. I love that. Let's go to God's word. Amen. Here we go. By the way, those are real pictures you're looking at. Back in the day when we would talk about last days, end time events, we'd have to sort of, you know, make up pictures or find them somewhere else, but not current news. We could put a whole lot worse pictures. There's pictures now happening in Israel and in the war, the prior to the war, when the war started on that Saturday, when the butchers came in and slaughtered the Israeli uh, men, women, and children. We couldn't put stuff like that on the screen. But are these the last days? I don't know if they're the last days or not. I personally believe they are. And you can call me crazy. I don't mind Gary with two R's. Spell my name right. Because of the scriptures, because of the way I've seen things over my lifetime, because of the nuclear capability that that different countries have right now, uh, because of the, the restructuring the, you know, of Israel became a nation in 1948, we got to see that with our own eyes. They were out of the land for 1,900 years. Many biblical scholars and, and people who know the Bible, including me, I don't put myself as a scholar, but I believe the budding of the fig tree uh, represented Israel being back in the land. That was a prophecy that Jesus gave, but there's multiple prophecies. And so are we seeing the fulfilling of end-time events before our very eyes. Guys, I think we are. Now, I don't know how long. I don't know where on that calendar it is. Uh, I don't know if this is the time when uh, war is going to break out over there. I do know we got, I believe now, another carrier group's been sent from the United States. I believe that to be true. That would put us at three now. And a carrier group's not just a ship. You need to talk to some of these veterans that know a lot more than me about it. But these are just one carrier group has more firepower to destroy every nation they would face except about ten. That's just with one. That's just with one carrier group. You mean there's three carrier groups now in that area poised for war? Yes. This is not just some news that you turn on. This is different. Y'all hear me or not? Yes or no? And uh, this isn't Iraq. This isn't Afghanistan. This is Israel. Okay, And I don't believe Israel's going to back down. Unless, of course, someone can help broker a peace deal. 
That sounds like end-time events right there, yes or no? I'm not saying that's going to happen this time or when that happens, that'll be that. But, boy, it lines up with the Bible. I even have my strong suspicion who that might be. I have that. I have. You mean, is he living? Absolutely. I believe this. But, I mean, am I crazy? Call me crazy. I could be, but I get to have opinions. But I'll keep that to myself. But the bottom line, are we living in the last days? Could all-out hell break loose in the Middle East? Yes or no? Who is Israel's basically one and only strong ally? Who is it? It's us, the U.S. or us. You know what I'm saying? Do you think Israel would be obliterated, wiped off the map very soon if, if the United States backed off and, and stepped away and said, we're not with you? Do you think Israel would be destroyed? Yes or no? Absolutely. I mean, any thinking person would say that. Even, even those that are against Israel, those countries. <laughs> they would say that in a heartbeat. It wasn't for America. So we're in, we're in perilous times. But not just that situation. Look at our own country. Look at our country. Are you kidding me? Up is down. Down is up. Right is wrong. Is that true? The violence. Even hit one of our own schools this week where a young middle schooler was nearly beat to death right here in our town. I mean, this is crazy. Where do we live? What's happening? What's happening in our world? You mean a a boy can get pills and surgery and become a girl, and a girl can do the same thing, and if a parent doesn't want that to happen, the parent's at fault? This would be stuff that you wouldn't even, couldn't even imagine. You would never even think in a million years some of the things happening are happening. So we're seeing a lot of crazy stuff, like a woman having a baby. Jesus said the last days would be like a woman in travail. And uh, the baby's coming, whether you like it or not, you know. When, that, when a woman's pregnant, there's not a whole lot you can do about it. But the bottom line is, it seems like we're seeing a lot of, uh, a lot of stuff happening pretty quick. Would that be true, yes or no? A lot of crazy quick, you know what I'm saying? And uh, anyway, so I've been in a little series called Israel the Last Days. I was not planning on it. I was planning on talking about a kid again. And I will get back to that. Talking about childlike faith and what it is to know, you know, God is your daddy. And that was great. I was having a good time with it. But then this happened, so I veered. I veered. And I want to talk about these events. And that's what I've been doing the last few weeks. Amen? So if you come and say, does he do that all the time? I don't do it all the time. But I have been doing it for years. Prophecy, off and on. Why wouldn't I? If you took out verses about the coming of Christ... And the last days, if you took them out of your New Testament and you took out verses before and verses afterwards, principles about how to live, if you took out the last days and verses right before and after, most of your Bible you'd have to get rid of. That's how dominant the, the coming of Christ is in the New Testament and last days events. So this is important that we talk about it. You hear me or not? Say and, and it, it, it begs the question, what can I do? And that was last week's message. What about me? What can I do? I'm in Inglewood. I'm in Venice. I'm in Port Charlotte. I don't run things in Washington. So what about me? What about me in the last days? What am I supposed to do? And I think that's my job. 
I think that's my job is to help you be a better you. Did y'all hear me or not? Yeah, praise the Lord. Amen. That's my job. That's my job to help you live, live as if these are the last days. That's my job. And I know one thing for sure. Guys, a lot of us, it is our last days. We don't have a lot more times behind us than we got in front of us. So the point is, these are good messages for our heart. And so I've given you a couple of messages already about this. Did one last week. I've got another one for you today. So y'all ready or not? And if you get hungry, we got chicken. It's coming up in a little bit. Don't worry about the clock. Worry about is the chicken going to show up. Don't worry about the clock. Clock don't matter today. All that matters is the chicken showing up. Here we go. Pastor Cooper, it's good to have you back in the house. Let's welcome Pastor Steve back with us right over there. Yeah. And Pastor Irvin's right behind you. Amen, Pastor. Let's thank the Lord for Pastor Irvin as well. Amen. Right back there. I love these guys. Yeah. Both of y'all over your careers, y'all talked about end time events, Pastor Steve? Pastor Irvin? Yes? Would you agree with me or disagree with me that these are perilous last days times we're living in? You what? I got an agreement over here. Pastor Irvin said the Antichrist is alive. Thinks he's here on this earth right now. I'm just saying, now either you can say, well, he's kooky, he's kooky, and he's kooky. And we probably are. But also, here's three guys... And they're a little older than me. How old are you, Pastor Steve? You just look good. You're 73. Pastor Irving? 79. 61, 73, 79. All three of us didn't get together today before, but I knew their answer. I knew what their answer would be. Because they're men of the Word. They believe the Bible. And they probably preach things that you didn't even understand sometimes. How to preach them. What it would be like. This is clearer than we probably ever thought, than we imagined. Worse than we thought as far as the turning of our morals and things like that. But it's happened, and it's happening. So how should we live? How should we live in times like this? That's my message today. That's also our 21st anniversary as a church. A lot of times when you come on an anniversary service, we'll have singing. Somebody will be memory lane. And then I'll put pictures of the high school where we started. And maybe I'll do that someday. Again, but I wanted today, I wanted to stay with this kind of idea. What about me, Pastor? How am I supposed to live? How am I supposed to live my life? According to God's word, not according to me, according this message is for me today. How should we live? Let's go, Raj. Roger put out a, a blurb on me this week and he said, Come here, Pastor Clark, he's gonna put on his coach's cap. Because I still have the pleasure of being on the ball field on Friday night. I don't do a whole lot, I cheer him on, I run up and down the field, I lose all my breath. <laughs> you know. Usually I grab them every once in a while, but most of the times I, I just tell them I love them. I go through that line a lot of times, and some of them don't know me, and I tell them, Joe Scott, are you here this morning or are you in the first service? 
He may have been in the first. I saw a few of our football players here this morning. And a lot of them don't know me, but what I do on that field is I, uh, a lot of times that they're coming out, I see them. I'm there with the coaches. I, get, I pray with the coaches before we ever go onto the field. And, uh, but I tell those guys, hey, man, I love you. Or I'll tell them, like, hey, you know, I'm cheering for you tonight. Or I'll say, I know their parents are there. I'll say, look, I, I'm not as big a fan as your parents, but I'm right behind your parents and cheering you on tonight, guys. I'm right there with you. And so I get a chance to coach. So Roger said, I'm putting on my coach's hat today. And I am. I'm going to try to coach us on how to live in the last days. Y'all ready or not? Okay. See how we do. The Bible says, know ye not that they which run in a race, they run how much? Come on, y'all. Y'all die. You're killing me here. They run how much of the race? All the race. Okay. One receives the prize, however. We live in a culture today where everybody wins. Everybody wins. It's not about winning and losing. I hate to tell you, it is about winning and losing. It is about knowing Christ or not knowing Christ. It is about going to heaven or going to hell. It's not about working your way to heaven. It's not going to happen, guys. But you, you need to get this right. You need to get this right. And we need to live for Him. Okay? So we're going to run this race. And we run so we may what? Obtain or to win. Absolutely. Let's go. Let's go, Raj. Are these the last days? I don't know, but I'm going to run like they are. Did y'all hear me or not? Does that mean run away? No, it means I'm going to run like they are. I'm going to try not to be lazy. I'm going to try not to be complacent. There's never been a better time for you to get right with God than right now. You've been struggling. Maybe you've been struggling with sin in your life. Something's had a grip on you. This is a perfect opportunity for you to say, God, help me. I want to turn from that. I want to live for you. I want to run like I'm going to see you really soon. Y'all hear me? So that's what we're talking about today. Title of my message today, say it out loud, pretty loud. Run to... By the way... By the way, as long as the Lord gives me strength, I do need to lose weight. And I'm not trying to be funny. Weight hurts me. Weight hurts me. I've got a bad esophagus, a really bad esophagus. It's pre-cancer. It's not cancer yet, but it's pretty serious, okay? But when I'm heavy, it makes everything worse. Is that true? How many know what I'm talking about? (laughs) There we go. I've entered the older age people now. The point is, so pray for me. Pray for me. Don't come up and tell me all kind of mess or get in my face because I might punch you and confess it later. All right? Don't do that. But pray for me. But, but no, I want to be better in the last days. I want to be a better me. I want to do a better job. You hear me? And as long as I'm here at Fellowship Church, that's the kind of thing I'm going to keep telling you to do. Years ago when we started the church, we were giving out donuts at the high school. We still do it, by the way. Have you seen the prices of donuts? But we still do it, free. But years ago when we did that, there were people, I guess they were jealous or who knows what they were thinking of us. We were at the high school. We were started having pretty good crowds coming. But they called us the Country Club Church. I didn't know you could be in a country club by just giving out Krispy Kreme donuts. That's what they were back in the day. But you know, guys, I really don't want a country club church. 
I'll take me a down and dirty church. People that know they're sinners. People that know they struggle. People that are serious about trying to live their life for Christ. You understand what I'm saying? I don't need a church to take it easy. Let's just chill. I, I, w- I could retire. I'm fine, okay? As long as I'm going to stay at it, I'm going to stay on you. You hear me? Not because you're, I'm better than you, but I want to have a winning team. You hear me, yes or no? I don't want to just participate. Well, I'm a pastor. I participate. No, if we have a church, I want to be the best church in the area. What does that mean? I want us to love people. I want us to be honest. I don't want us to lie to people. I want when I get up here, I can preach the truth and tell the truth. When I see other churches aren't doing it, I'm going to call them out. And I do it on this stage often. I want us to do the right thing. Say that out loud. I want us to do the what? And by the way, you might come here and say, man, you talk about Jesus a lot. He's everything to me. And if you're in your right mind as a believer, he's everything to you as well. Without Christ, we're all men most miserable. You hear me? Without Jesus, we don't have heaven. Jesus is everything. So we want to keep that our main thing. Yes or no? Amen. So let's talk about it. Running to win in the last days. As believers in Jesus Christ, we are, here's a dirty word, accountable for our love for Jesus and our love for people. We say at Fellowship 21 years ago, I never said it before in my life. I was down at the beach. I was wanting to start a ministry, a different kind of church. And and the Lord just impressed upon my heart that I wanted our mission statement to be, we love Jesus and we love people. And I wanted Jesus instead of God. I could have said we love God. Nothing wrong with saying we love God. But who is God? Who is God in the world we live in today? Is it a tree? Is it whatever? But I knew if I said Jesus, they'd know where I was coming from. Because we didn't have anybody. So that became our mission statement. We love Jesus and we love people. But as I grew in the Lord, even after years of being a pastor, I started growing and I started realizing that's really what I'm going to be accountable for. I'm going to stand before the Lord one day and give an account how I loved Him and how I loved them. And so that's really important in the last days that we do that. Look at what the Scripture says. Thou shalt love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your what? That's a lot of stuff right there, ain't it? It's the first commandment. Another passage says it's the first and great commandment. The second is like the first one. Namely this, you're to love who? As who? So at Fellowship Church, we say this. It's an anniversary, so I'm going back back and forth a little bit in my mind. But the bottom line is, at Fellowship, we love Jesus, we love people. But then something else came out of that verse a few years later into my life. And that was, I need to love me. I need to love me. I'm not garbage. I matter. How can I love other people when I don't give a hoot about me? You hear me or not? How can I tell other people God loves you when I don't even know He loves me? So it's really important. What drives my engine is loving Jesus, loving people, but loving me. And sometimes I don't do a good job at that last one. Okay? Would you say I matter? I have value. I'm not a piece of garbage. 
Can you be honest with me? How many would say, Pastor Gary, I struggle with knowing I matter. Can I see some hands? I struggle with knowing I My hand's up. I struggle with knowing I matter and that I have value. Guys, that's why we gotta, we got to work on loving him. When we love him, I'm telling you, we start to see he loves us. And all of a sudden, you start to realize, I guess I ain't the garbage I thought it was. <laughs> Amen. And then when you can start to share that with other people, because our world is full of people who don't think they have any value. Amen. And I know I'm going back and forth, but the bottom line is we're going to be accountable. We're going to stand before the Lord on how we did with this. You know, the Ten Commandments, the first four have to do with God. The second six have to do with people. Do you know that or not? Yeah, the first four have to do with God. The last six have to do with people. Start with your mama and your daddy and number five. But the bottom line is that it really is all about loving him and loving them. In the last days, we need to love him more and we need to love the people more. Did you all hear me or not? Say. Keep looking. You might say, I've heard this from you for years. Good. You should. Keep going, Raj. I'm going to be rewarded one day for the race that I have run. You've got to help me, Raj. Really? Chicken ain't here? Don't do that to me, Raj. Here we go. Here we go. Or I'm out of breath or something. Here we go. Look at the Scripture. None of us lives to himself. No man dies to himself. Whether we live, we live unto the Lord. Whether we die, we die unto the Lord. Whether we live, therefore, or we die, we are the who? We're the Lord's. To this end, Christ died, and He rose again, that He might be Lord both of the dead and the living. Why do you judge your brother? Why are we doing that? Why do we set it not, our brother? We're all going to stand one day before Him. There'll be an end to this race one day, and we're going to be at the judgment seat of Christ. For it's written, as I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me. Every tongue will confess to God. So then every one of us will give what? There's that dirty word again. And a what? Account to us of himself before God. So, guys, as we live in these last moments, we need to run the race. We are laborers together with God. You're God's husbandry. You're God's building. According to the grace of God which is given unto me, Paul writing, as a wise master builder, I laid the foundation. Another built thereon. But let every man take heed how he builds thereon. For other foundation can no man lay than is laid, say it with me, which is who? Jesus Christ. If any man build upon this foundation, gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest for the day. The day what? The day of the Lord. The day of judgment shall declare it. It will be revealed by fire. The fire shall try every man's work what sort it is. It doesn't matter if I run the race. It my life doesn't matter. That's not true. You do matter. And you're going to stand before the Lord on how you ran your life. If any man's work abide, which he has built thereon, he will receive a what? A reward. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss. Say that last part with me. But he himself shall be what? 
yet so as what? By fire. Guys, guys, running this race for Christ is not about you being saved. You're running so I can be saved. I'm running so I'll run fast enough or long enough to earn my way to heaven. No, no, no. We're saved because He died on the cross. We're saved because He ran the race for us. But we're here to run the race for others. Did you hear me? We need to run all the way. And one day God's going to judge us. Or, it's a better word, would reward us. We'll be rewarded one day for the race we've run down here. So how are you doing in your life? Keep looking. As Christians, we are stewards. If you read your Bible, you'll see that word. We're stewards. The word steward means manager. I am the manager of me. Would you say that out loud? I am the manager of me. One more time. I am the manager of me. Nobody else ate what I ate yesterday. I ate it. Nobody shoved it down my throat. I ate it. You hear me? Yes or no? Decisions that you make, you did it. I am the manager of me. In the last days, how you run the race is going to be how you manage yourself. You hear me? Keep looking. So why don't we run to win then? And by the way, I don't get a pass for how hard it is. Well, this happened in church, so I quit. Or so-and-so did such-and-such back when, whenever. It's because you're a whiner. And you're an excuse maker. And guess who else is a whiner? Me. And I'm an excuse maker. Guys, excuses aren't going to cut it. God's not going to give us a pass for how hard it was in our life. Well, you, you don't understand what I'm going through. Can we help somebody struggling today? How many have had some really bad crap happen in your life and you had to get through it? Let me see some hands. I just had to make it. Uh, by the way, that was most people in the room. Come on, guys. We're not going to get a pass for how hard it gets. Man, it's hard to be an American today. You know, hard with this government. God's, God's not going, yeah, you're right. You get a pass. We have to run this race to win. There'll be one winner when we play the ball game Friday night. We're in the playoffs now, second week, Lemon Bay High School. There'll be one winner on that field. The other one's going to be a loser. I mean, that means they didn't play a good game. But this race really matters, guys, that you're running in your life. It's going to be you. You'll do it or not. You're the manager of you. Some people might argue with that. No, God's my manager. No, you're the manager of you. Got it? Yes or no? Devil made me do it. No, he didn't. You the devil. Okay? You did it. I do it. I'm the manager of me. The Bible says, you know, we're not getting a pass. Look at this verse. Wherefore, seeing we're compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. What does that mean? There are people who've run this race before us, and they're in heaven right now, and they're looking down on us right now. One of them is my mother. And when I get to whining, when I get to complaining, it doesn't happen all the time, but usually not long into my little things I do, I can hear my mother's voice saying, I'm going to knock you out as soon as I see you. Because, look, she really suffered for Christ. 
The mess I go through is minor compared to what my mama went through. We're compassed about with so many people in heaven that are cheering us on to run the race. You hear me? Run, man. Run to win. The Bible says, let us lay aside every weight. That's hitting me hard today. And the sin which does so easily beset us. Let us run with patience the race that's set before us. How do I do it? Look unto Jesus. He's the author and finisher of our faith. Who for the joy that was set before him, the joy, he endured the cross for me. He despised that shame. But he did it anyway. And now he's set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Are you running your race for Christ? Did I run the race? Did I finish the course? You might say, man, this is a boring message. Well, thank you. We're getting somewhere. We're getting somewhere. We're almost done, really. Can you say this verse out loud? Know ye not that they which run in a race run, but one receives the prize. So run that you may obtain. I said uh, a little bit earlier, I'm trying to help us in these last days on how to live. And we're getting there. I've got some things written. You're going to see them just a bit. Here's what Paul said about the end of his life. He said, I'm now ready to be offered. The time of my departure is at hand. I fought a good fight. I've finished my course. I've kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. Read this last part with me. And not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. Christ is coming. I don't know when he's coming. We have various views in this room. Is it going to be in the middle of the tribulation, at the beginning of the tribulation? Guys, I've gotten old enough and smart enough to realize I don't know everything. All I know is my biggest problem is me and me living my life for Christ. I don't know when he's coming. Clark, do you think it's soon? I think it's very soon. Have I got it all figured out? Nope. But I'm the manager of me. And the greatest thing I can do is to love the Lord with all my heart, soul, and mind and might and strength. And to love you and others in my town and my family. With all my heart. And to love myself and to know that I matter. And that he's proud of me as I live for him. You hear me? That's what I'm doing. Some days I do it poor. Lee. But one day I'm going to be rewarded or I will what? He's not going to give you a participation trophy. We made that up. <laughs> so, Pastor, how should I live my life? How should I know what I'm going to be rewarded for? How shall I run the race? How should I run to win? What's the winner look like? Real quick. Here we go. Number one. I'm going to be rewarded. Say it out loud. For how I do what? Spend my time. We're talking about how should I live in the last days. Here it is. How do you spend your time? How do I spend my time? That's number one. 
redeem the time because the days are what? Would that be appropriate to say that today? Absolutely. We need to be redeeming our time. You need to catch yourself, and I need to catch myself when I'm just sitting around doing nothing. Doing nothing's all right for a while. Taking care of you is fine for a while. But love Him with all your heart and love those people. They matter. Pick up the phone. Call somebody. Let somebody know you love them, you care about them. Redeem your time. Get off your rear end. Say, I don't know what to do. How about something, okay? Redeem your time. Number two, I'll be rewarded in the last days. If I run this race, what? how am I going to get my rewards? Well, how I redeem my time. Number two, how I used my what? My gifts. What do I mean by that? Wherefore, I put in remembrance that you stir up the gift of God, which is in you, by the putting on of my hands. Every one of us have something. We all have certain talents. Mine, I have multiple talents. Isn't that amazing? You know, part of my talent is walking into a room. I'm not ashamed. I'm not afraid. A lot of people are. I can walk into a room and take it over. How y'all doing? Yay! Yeah! How many have ever gone out to eat with me? Yes or no? You go out to eat with me, some of you? You see me around? You don't see me sitting in the corner, do you? Yes or no? I even position myself in a place where I can see people. I know my strengths. God has given me certain gifts. For me to sing Beulah Land wasn't on the plan this morning. It wasn't planned. Me and him hadn't sung it in a while. But I have the gift. I can pull that stool up. He has that gift. She has that gift. And we can sing that song, period. Because we've got that gift. What's your gift? Some of you have. You have amazing gifts. Use them in the last days. You hear me, yes or no? You're going to be rewarded for it. What if somebody doesn't like me? So what? Brush your feet off. Go on to the next one. Amen. Say Quit crying about it. It's the last days for crying out loud. Live for Christ. I'm going to be rewarded for number three, how I control myself. That's not my gifting. (laughs) I therefore so run... Not as uncertainly, so fight I, not as one that beats the air, Paul said, but I keep under my body, I bring it into subjection. Been having problems with that? Lest that by any means when I preach to others, I myself should be a castaway. Has anyone heard me preach recently on how you should be on a diet? No. Because I don't want to preach to others stuff I ain't doing. (laughs) I'm telling you that right now. No, but guys, that means a little more controlling yourself. Going back to loving God and loving people, loving Jesus. Guys, the way we run our mouth, the things we say to people, we need to control ourselves. Certain passions, certain desires, certain things, guys. That, like I said, this is a great time to get right with God. Something has dogged you your whole life. If you'll commit yourself to Christ... And you'll want to live for Him and run that race. You'll be surprised how some of these things you can get to victory over in your life. Amen? Number, I don't know what the number is. I'm going to be rewarded for how I use my what? 
These are last days things. Jesus said, I say, he that sows sparingly will reap sparingly. He that sows bountifully will reap bountifully. Every man according as he purposes in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity. For God loves a what? Cheerful giver. How I use my money. You know what? If these are the last days, it should affect how I use my money. You hear me or not? People should matter. Souls should matter. A ministry like Fellowship Church should matter. I wouldn't want you to give to any ministry if it's not a good ministry to give to. But this is a good ministry. Okay? And I don't get a cut, by the way. <laughs> I get a regular check. So if we give more, it just means we're going to reach more. You hear me? It's a good thing. You're going to be rewarded for how you used your money. How I use my authority. The Bible says, remember them which have the rule or the authority over you. Specifically, those who have spoken unto you the word of God. Somebody like me. Whose faith follow, considering the end of their conversation. But you people are people of authority. We all have authority. Various levels of authority. From a job, in a family, there's no greater authority than a dad and a mom. You're going to give an account on how you used your authority. A grandparent, you still have authority. You have wisdom. They will listen to you. Are we good? Don't lie to me. Are they lined up out there, Alex? How about you go pray with them? Oh, go then. Isn't that nice The chicken showed up? Hang on. We're not done with the message, though. I was going quick, and he told me to slow down. How we use our authority, we're going to be rewarded for. Let's go through the other ones, Raj. How I witness and share the good news of Jesus Christ, I am going to be rewarded for. What is our hope? What is our joy or crown of rejoicing? Are not even you in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ at His coming? You and I, we need to share Christ. This should be a time when people are wondering, what do you think's going on in Israel? Boy, I don't know. I don't know if I got all the answers, but I know this. Jesus loves you. And I love you. And man, man, I don't know, but I'd, I'd like for you to come to church with me. Come to come to Fellowship Church. Hear some great music. Hear a pastor that's a little bit crazy. But uh, he's talking out of the Bible. And man, but love on people. You know what I'm saying? Share Christ with people. I'll wait. You might not have time to wait. This is a great time to witness. The Bible says we're wise and we'll shine as the brightness of the firmament. The Bible says those that turn many to righteousness, you and I will shine as the stars forever and ever in heaven. There's nothing greater than sharing Christ with somebody. Guys, in the last year, well, I'm not good at that. You're never good at anything you think you're no good at. You've got to work at it. But you can do it. I can do it. Amen? Share Christ. I'll be rewarded for what? How I suffer for God. The last days will bring suffering. But so often we as Christians, the Bible says, Blessed are you when men shall revile you, persecute you, say all manner of evil against you falsely for my name's sake. Rejoice. Be exceedingly glad. For great is your reward in heaven. For they persecuted the prophets which were before you. 
It's okay to suffer. Got it? Yes or no? There have been many times I've wanted to go to somebody's house who has mistreated me and beat the crap out of them. But that would not be nice. And I wouldn't get a reward. Guys, we have to learn to take things. And str- life's sometimes hard. People say, th- I'm going to be rewarded on how I did this. Yes or no, amen? What do we do? Somebody says something, we say something back. They gossip, we gossip about them. The church is no better. We're pathetic. We need to get better. Do better. Amen. I was at a... Uh, business the other day. Somebody needed me to go sign something for them and help them. I did. And I was at that business and a notary was there and other people were there. And this guy said to me, I know you. I said, well, great. And he mentioned that he was at a service I did, a funeral. But that wasn't what he said that got me. The guy I did the funeral for had pancreatic cancer. He was young, very young. But he had a testimony. He was so bright. He loved people in his suffering. He touched this guy. When he was going through pancreatic cancer, this guy that's perfectly, seemingly healthy, he helped change this guy's life because when he suffered, he was running a good race. And that guy's wife, the man who died, she was sitting right there this morning. And I could tell her how her husband ran a good race. How he changed that guy's life. We're going to be rewarded for how we suffer. You hear me or not? I know it's not easy. I had another man come up to me after the service. He This morning's my buddy, Kevin, a cop in Tampa. He has brain cancer and only a short time to live. But he is living. He has, he's out there. I go eat lunch with him sometimes. He's, got, he's, got, he's having a meeting this week from guys who played football with him in high school. They're coming down from way up in Ohio down here to see him. When we suffer, we have great opportunity to run our race. I know I'm going long. How I respond to temptation and trials. This is from the book of Revelation. Last days, fear none of those things which you shall suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison. Are there Christians in prison somewhere in the world today? Oh, yeah. You will be tried. You will have tribulation. Be thou faithful unto death, and I'll give you the crown of life. How should I live in the last days? How should I run my race? We're seeing it. I'll be rewarded for how I'm faithful to God's Word. How about these last days? How about we start believing God's Word instead of arguing with it? You're going to be rewarded for how you did that. The Bible tells people like me, feed the flock of God which is among you. Take the oversight thereof. But don't do it by constraint, Gary. Do it willingly. Don't do it for the money, Gary. Be of a ready mind. Don't be Lord over God's people, Gary. But be an example to them, Gary. And when the chief shepherd, Jesus, shall appear, Gary, you're going to receive a crown of glory that's not going to fade away, Gary. That verse is for you, too.
How we, how we treat God's Word. We're going to be rewarded for it. Am I bored y'all to death? Did I run the race and did I finish the course? So it's going to come down to, Know ye not that they which run in a race run how much? If Don't come up to me if you're retired. Well, I used to do that up there when. I'm going to ask you, what have you done lately? Well, I moved. I don't know how to serve here. We got to get you serving. We got to. But one receives the prize, so run that you may obtain. Last week I gave you a list, a little pop quiz. Let's see how we did today. Are you ready? Will I be rewarded or not? Did I run the race all the way to the end or did I not? What, how will I get a reward, God? Did I spend my time appropriately? Yes. Did I use my gifts wisely? Reward. Did I keep myself under control? Did I use my money honorably? Did I use my authority appropriately? Did I share the good news of Jesus Christ with people? Did I suffer for the Lord? Did I rightly handle the trials and temptations in my life? Was I faithful to God's Word? Are these the last days? I don't know. But I'm going to run like they are. Amen. Let's thank the Lord for His Word. Amen.